Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can listen. 98.1 FM. 107.5 HD3. Reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Hot Tub Outlet. They have a huge inventory of hot tubs in two warehouses ready to sell right now. And why are you saying, well, right now everybody sells hot tubs, right? Well, they do, but the problem is you're going to probably have to wait about 12 weeks because the supply chains are still broken down. But at Hot Tub Outlet, they have 15 different models and truckloads of hot tubs delivered every month. So if you want a hot tub right now, I'm telling you, the only place you can go is Hot Tub Outlet. Go someplace else if you like, if you like, and they're going to say, well, you're going to have to wait about 12 weeks. Hot Tub Outlet right now. Also, all their products made in the USA, great quality, best installation. Go to Hot Tub Outlet in Littleton or HotTubOutletDenver.com. Do it right now. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in a longtime friend of mine, Bill Michaels, from the Bill Michaels Show in the entire state of Wisconsin. He has a radio network out there, and I don't mean to blow smoke up your skirt, which I know you are wearing a skirt, Bill. Um, (laughs) No one knows what goes on inside that Packers organization more than Bill Michaels, and that's why I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. How are you? I'm doing good. And, you know, what I was thinking while you're doing that commercial. Yeah, you need a hot tub? You know, it, yeah, I, not only do I need one, but you can always relax and let bygones be bygones in right. a hot tub. So maybe what they do is they put Rogers and the Packers management all in the same hot tub and they can work this thing out. Otherwise, maybe you end up with a quarterback. Who knows? Or maybe you put Rogers in that hot tub with his family and you can turn it into a reality show. <laughs> or somebody ends up drowning. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> right. With that, uh, I think from a a national perspective, those that don't know what's going on inside that organization. I'm guessing people felt the friction really started when the Packers drafted Jordan Love. It's not that simple, is it? Well, the friction started then, yeah. I mean, I think, though, that Aaron had, for a while, even though he was considered the highest-paid quarterback, he had also restructured his deal even a couple of times under Ted Thompson. And, you know, I don't want to say the promise was, but the thought process was that you're going to go out and get some pretty solid free agents that are going to make this team a lot better. And Ted did it here and there, but he never really, he was always trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You look at a guy like Justin Harrell, who was a complete bust. Spriggs was a bust at the offensive tackle. Uh, Derek Sherrod, and he ended up breaking his leg, but he was still not that good. They're trying to fit square pegs into round holes because they're going for athletes and guys, guys that work out well at the combine. And Ted was always trying to be the smartest guy in the room rather than just getting the commodities, getting the guys they needed to be good. So that always rubbed Aaron the wrong way. And then when you take a little bit less money or restructure a deal and they're not spending it, but they're sitting on it because they want to make sure they have cap room going into the next year and they never really went out and did a lot with it. And, and that was always something 
that I think antagonized him. And then obviously there was Mike McCarthy and then the silos between Mike and Ted and Mark Murphy. And that never worked out. And then comes along Jordan Love. And, and let me back up here. The year that they ended up playing San Francisco in the NFC Championship game, Aaron was coming off of the collarbone injury from a couple of years prior. He still didn't look like he was really accurate. I mean, he still had a strong arm, but he looked off. He just was making throws that were very uncharacteristic X for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers. And I can see where they thought, well, maybe there's something to this. But if Jordan Love falls to you, you take him. You understand that. But they traded up to get him. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers fell to the Packers. They didn't jump up to getting to push Brett Favre out. He fell to them, and they took the best talent available. And at the time, Brett had been saying, I'm, I may or may not retire. I don't know. Remember that night on Monday Night Football when he, or Sunday Night Football when he cried on national television? And John Madden's like, whoa, wait a minute. He, he's going to retire. And there was always that question. Rodgers two years ago said, I want to be the greatest Packer quarterback in history. I want to win at least two more Super Bowls. I want to retire with this franchise. I love this community. I want to be here. And damn, the very next year they go out and draft his replacement. So, yeah, I'd be a little bit pissed too. Things you also talked about, kind of the things that Ted Thompson, the late Ted Thompson, did when he was GM as well. So, how much of, of this also is kind of Aaron Rodgers looking at some of his quarterback and contemporaries, like for example, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady this past year in Tampa, even Peyton Manning several years ago in Denver, and seeing the things that the Bucks, the Chiefs, the Broncos did to help those guys out, to surround them with pieces, and wondering, hey, why can't we do that here in Green Bay? Well, you're absolutely right, and this is the way I looked at it, is normally, if this is Aaron Rodgers in year five or year six or year seven, and you want to take another backup quarterback, understandable, okay? No problem. You always try to find the best backup because you never know when his career is going to be in jeopardy because of an injury. This is different. Aaron Rodgers is looking down the barrel of three to five years, probably. And maybe a couple more if you get really lucky. But he's looking at the window closing. And at some point, you have to push those chips to the middle of the table. You have to say, salary cap for next year or the year after, be damned. we got to kind of do some things that are going to hedge our bets in the right here and the right now. We were one player or two players away from getting to a Super Bowl. And you draft my replacement. So you're already planning for the next year. So Aaron Rodgers said, what also really made him mad, from what I understand, is uh, extend me out three more years. Let's extend the contract three or more years. Let's get rid of the Jordan Love thing looking over my shoulder. Let's just go all in three more years, extend the contract, spread out the money. Let me give some back, and we'll do this. And the Packers are like, we'll give you one. Well, you know, that's like saying, yeah, you're my girlfriend, sweetheart. Of course I love you today. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just, it's the Packers front office created this mess and they're laying in it and they're sitting there going, well, he's our guy for the foreseeable future. Well, he's our leader. He's, but you're not doing anything to prove it. You're saying one thing and doing another. So I understand his frustration. I get that Gutekinds was kind of up against a rock and a hard place, but Jordan Love on many people's draft boards was not even a top, top first round pick. He was second or third round material. 
And a guy that we've seen now in practice, from what little we've seen, the key word they keep using about him is he's swimming. He doesn't get it. He's not not. And you guys know as well as I do, you know, your talent gets you there. But it's the knowledge and what's between the ears is what goes from being good or being serviceable to being great. And the likelihood of finding three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Favre, Rodgers, and Love, Come on, they couldn't do, do it with Montana and Young and anybody else. They couldn't do it anywhere else to put back-to-back-to-back Hall of Famers together. God knows how many other teams are still searching for a quarterback, and you're pushing a Hall of Famer and an MVP out the door for what? Your own ego? This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen with this franchise, and I've seen a lot of stupid stuff go on, and I can't believe it's gotten to this point. We are talking with Bill Michaels from the Bill Michaels Sports Network in Wisconsin. He started covering the Packers when George Hallis founded the NFL. I don't know <laughs> if you had a chance, Bill, to read the article by Michael Rosenberg from Sports Illustrated. The title was Aaron Rodgers Wants Out and the Packers Have Only Themselves to Blame, pretty much echoing everything that you yes. just said. But I want to read a line from this, and I want your reaction on how this could potentially get resolved, if at all. This is what Rosenberg writes. Rogers registers every slight, and he can be petty almost to the point of vindictive. If that is indeed his personality, does this thing get resolved and he stays in Green Bay, or is he likely coming to Denver this upcoming season? I'll say this. Uh, Vindictive, if you don't come to him, and remember, we're talking about the smartest guy in the room, right? He's, he's very precise, he's very correct in everything he does. And even in games in which, and this goes back to when Mike McCarthy was calling plays, even in games in which Aaron Rodgers screws up, he points the finger at somebody else. He, he very rarely looks in the mirror and goes, this one's on me. Or he very rarely takes one for the team. He, he never says, hey, this is on me, I'm the quarterback, it begins and ends with me. He always has another finger. It was always a play call here, always something here. Another guy stepped out of bounds, another guy fumbled the ball. It's never Aaron Rodgers. So to answer your question, is that is that line correct? I believe so. The vindictive part, I don't know. If you go to him hat in hand and say, and this is what I said the Packers should have done. They should have went and said, you know what, Aaron? Timing was off. Our bad. We screwed this up. What do you want us to do? Man, we're sorry about this. We should have talked to you about it. And just go hat in hand and just say, let's mend this fence, which maybe they have. But once the water's completely past the bridge, Aaron Rodgers will not reconcile with his family. What makes you think that sitting on a pile of $270 million already, he wants to reconcile with an organization that's already said to him over and over and over again via their actions, we're going to get rid of you in two years. Because whether you believe the the Bleacher Report article that he was the problem and he was the ego and he was the prima donna and they couldn't stand him, or because they just want to go with their guy and it's Brian Gutekind's legacy and he wants to be like Ted Thompson, his predecessor, who knows? But I think there's so much water under the bridge. I, if I had to pick it today, I'd say 75% of me says Rodgers is out the door. So you believe, knowing the personalities involved, the Packers GM, and that's what it's really about. It's your gut feeling. I mean, you just put 75% out uh, on this. But you know Rodgers' personality. You know the Packers' personality. The, the decision makers there are suggesting neither side has the <laughs> – has the ability to say, I'm sorry, and this thing is 75% over? I think that the Packers at this point, and, and again, I'm only going by some of the things that I've heard, and I've not heard Aaron directly stated. All we've heard out of Aaron is the beautiful mystery. and this is, He holds all the cards. Come on, guys. 
he holds all the cards. He's the MVP, and he's, he's worth more than most franchises. You know, come on. So he's the guy that holds the cards. I think that if, if Aaron is so angry, as the reports are, I don't care if they bake him a birthday cake and take it to him every day from now until his actually birth, actual birthday. I think that once he's got it in his head, you screwed him, you've screwed him. You're done. I'm done with you. I will come back and kick your ass because that's all he worries about. And, and he worries about his numbers. He worries about his victories, but he worries about slights. And I don't know at any point in time, anybody who has slighted Aaron Rodgers and ended up back in his good graces. He may come back because of David Bakhtiari and his friendship or because of Devontae Adams. He may come back because of those guys because they're saying, like, you know, hey, dude, we signed here because you're our guy. He may come back for them, and maybe they go to him and plead to him to come back. But if, it, if you're going to send Brian, Brian Gutekind, Russ Ball, Matt LaFleur, and, and Mark Murphy out there, you can forget it. I don't think it would happen. He does like his offensive coordinator uh, very much, Nathaniel Hackett. And maybe Hackett goes out and says, Aaron, let's put the ego away, let's talk, and, and maybe convinces him in that manner. But I, that's what I'm saying. 75% of me says if the brass go out there and try to kiss his rear end, he's just going to say, thanks, but no thanks. Talk to yourself on the way out. Now, if they can't convince him to come back, at what point does the Packers' top brass reach a point of acceptance that, all right, he's never playing for us again. It's time for us to to go ahead and make a deal to recoup everything we can in trade value. Well, you probably go June 2nd. You know, you probably got, you know, you start hearing about rumors coming the, the last week of May. And then June 2nd, Aaron Rodgers is on his way out the door someplace um, because I know Aaron would like to get into another situation and, and start learning the playbook and becoming part, you know, indoctrinating himself heavily into the, you know, into the offense and, and you know, getting his own calls in his own way. And, his, you know, and whoever the coach would possibly be. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is walking in on water, so he's going to be the guy calling the shots for the most part offensively and, and trying to sit down and work with an offensive coordinator or head coach. But I, I can only imagine that that's when they would make a deal. And for whatever it is they're going to get, if it's a starter, if it's draft pick, if it's whatever, they want to start moving forward and they want that money. They want to get that money so they can bring in June 1st cuts the same way they would be making a trade on, after June 1st. So, because right now their salary cap, you know, strapped. I mean, they only got about three and a half million bucks right now. So they're going to, and they got to figure out what they're going to do with Devontae Adams because Devontae's going to be unsigned at the end of the year. He'll go as an unrestricted free agent. And Jair Alexander, one of the best cover corners in the league. They've got to make decisions on these guys. And I'm sure these guys are looking at the situation going, okay, is Aaron going to be here or are we putting all our faith in Jordan Love, a guy that, you know, even in practice and, and running the practice squad couldn't get it. Therefore, they had to run with Tim Boyle, the backup, all season long because Jordan Love wasn't even active. Hey, so I'm, they want to make decisions too. Bill, one more thing before we cut you loose. Only have about a minute left. I grew up in the Midwest. I know the way Midwesterners think, specifically up in Wisconsin, because I've spent a lot of time there. The, the, the attitude is if you're good to us, we will be good to you in the and then some. Brett Favre left Green Bay. Um, let's just say with a frosty relationship because he went to Minnesota yeah. and Packers fans were not a, were not happy about that. How are they going to feel? And could it ever be reconciled between Packers fans and Aaron Rodgers if he demands his way out? If he demands his way out, they'll never forgive him. And this is the reason why he talks about having two fingers of scotch. This is a beer and broad state. 
They think that he's an elitist. He's above them. I mean, a lot of people understand his talent. And they respect the hell out of it, and they want him to be their quarterback. But when it comes to mixing with the common man, Favre was up there, you know, shining deer and hunting and doing all these funny things and fishing and drinking down in Milwaukee and, and all that stuff. Aaron Rodgers is going home, heading to Malibu. He's a, he's a Frisco kind of guy. He's never, even though he's part of the, remember, he owns part of the Milwaukee Bucks. Even though he's indoctrinated himself a little bit that way, he would be looked at as if you demanded your way out of our franchise after you've made $270 million, you can, you can go, you know, where people get really warm really fast. Bill, really appreciate your time as always. I'm sure we will catch up more on this story as we only have, uh, I don't know, what, another five, maybe four or five weeks to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. As a fan, my hope is that he stays. But as a realist and knowing some, you know, personalities behind the scenes, I I would say he's already got two and a half, you know, you know, feet out the door, and and the door's about ready to hit him in the butt. Bill, thanks so much for your time. Have a great weekend, my friend. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, see you. Coming up after the break, George Payton said last night there are still three or four guys who have first round grades on their board. Going into the second round, who do you think those guys are? And the draft is going. Broncos could pick before we go off the air. Who do you think they're going to pick? That's next. That's next.